Welcome to the Wharton Fintech Podcast. I'm your host, Miguel Armasa. Our guest today is Gbenga Agbola, or better known as GB, co-founder and CEO of Flutterwave, a revolutionary company building the digital payments infrastructure for Africa that is enabling businesses to receive or make payments across the continent and the entire globe. Launched in 2016, Flutterwave has grown to an astonishing rate and just in 2019, they processed 107 million transactions worth $5.4 billion. Amongst their notable transactions, it's worth highlighting they worked on the payment integration of Cardi B's 2019 performances in Nigeria and Ghana. Better said by GB, if you're a charity that wants to raise money for cancer research, or you want to sell online, or if you're Cardi B, they want to be able to help you set up payments, write the code, and create the platform for those needs. The company has raised over $55 million from a long list of top VCs, including Y Combinator, Visa Ventures, Fintech Collective, Endeavor, MasterCard, Golden Palm Investments, and many more. And now join me in a great chat with GB. Well, GB, thank you for joining us on the Wharton Fintech Podcast. Excited to have you here with us. Can we start by hearing a bit about your personal background? Hi, Miguel. Thanks for having me today. Great to be here on the podcast. So my background, full name is Olubin Gagwala. Everybody calls me GB, co-founder and CEO of Flutterwave. Software engineer background, work for a bunch of companies from PayPal, Guarantee Trust Bank, Stampic IBTC Bank, Access Bank, Sterling Bank. Started a small payments company that was acquired by a bank before Flutterwave. So I've been in technology and payments scene for the past 15 years. Yeah, pretty much. So it sounds like you've seen every aspect there is of payments and fintech. How did you get started with Flutterwave? And, and tell us a little bit about the story of the company and, and your motivation behind launching it. Yeah, before I go into that, I haven't, I haven't seen every, everything yet about payment. Payment is one of the most interesting sectors you can think about, constantly unraveling new stuff every day based on consumer behavior and you know, merchant requirements. However, FollowWave started because in 2009, 2009, I was working for Standard Bank and I saw firsthand the opportunity that exists in payments across the continent, across Africa. Also, I could see the, what I would call the problem, right? The fragmentation of payment systems in Africa. You've got the likes of M-Pesa that works pretty well in Kenya. The VEV card in Nigeria working great. However, you couldn't use your Mpesa or your VEV card to pay on Amazon. You couldn't use your MTM mobile money to pay a merchant in Nigeria. You couldn't use your ETM money in Uganda to pay somebody in South Africa, right? Every payment system in Africa works well for its market. However, there's no interoperability, right? And I'm sure that banks 
can't solve that problem because banks need a third party in between who is going to make sure everything that's supposed to be done gets done properly across one. And that was where I saw the opportunity for Flutterweb, right? Which, you know, for me is basically creating a ripple change in the ecosystem by a small thing. The fluttering of a butterfly's wings can create that. And that was where the name came from, Flutterweb, right? And the goal there was to build an African-wide payment infrastructure that connects to all payment types in Africa and bring all that payment type to a merchant, to a small business, basically allowing them to accept payments from customers without bothering about compliance, infrastructure, technology, signing up to multiple payment providers, just using one single solution that works all across the continent. And that was where, that was a goal, right? We started in 2015, incorporated in 2016, and that's been the goal of the company since then, right? We've grown from just myself to over 140 people right now, by the way. We're now live in 15 countries at the moment. We're in Nigeria, we're in Ghana, we're in Kenya, we're in Uganda, South Africa, Rwanda, you know, Malawi, and even the UK as well, right? And the goal has not changed. It is to simplify payments for what we call endless possibilities, right? We believe that we can make payments simple and unlock a new wave of shared prosperity for small businesses, for large companies, right? All across Africa. Yeah, well, first of all, congratulations. That is uh, truly impressive. And then can you take us through the initial days? I mean, you were building something that had never been built before, at least in this way. Uh, how did you approach, you know, hiring your initial team and, and partnering with those first banks and, and navigating all the regulatory requirements? Well, one of the secret sources of Flutterwave is that it is people, right? We've got great people at Flutterwave, right? Everyone bought our alarms and existing people, right? They are fantastic folks, right? And that amazing human capital has been part of our driving force, right? Getting the banks to work with us wasn't easy. It took a lot of letting the banks know we would be creating value, right? And of course, we have the means to help them manage the risk also being created alongside the value, right? And ensuring that net positive is valued, not more risk, right? And that's what we've been able to do. Also, being very focused on what we're trying to do and how it impacts the entire market, right? An example of that is when COVID became a thing in February this year in Africa, we built a Shopify for Africa feature on our product that makes it simple for a small business to go online and get a free e-commerce site, free payment system integrated, and they can use that to get pay and get paid from their customers without having to open their shops. They can basically move from offline to online on Thoroughly, right? That's, for example, helped us to build you know, a lot of goodwill across board. We've got over 6,000 small merchants who have used that feature to go online right now. In total, on the entire Flutterwave infrastructure, we've got over 140,000 merchants. But it's, that was a very big one for us because of the impact we made in our ecosystem for COVID. Yeah. Certainly adapting in the best way possible to COVID. So you mentioned that talent is your secret sauce. 
what is your strategy or your approach to recruit that best talent? Is it all local from the markets you operate? And I guess related to that, once this talent comes on board, what is the flutter wave culture that they're going to encounter? So our culture is basically drawn from our core values. Let me just share them. We're customer focused. We build trust capital. We are loyal to one another. We communicate respectfully. We create and we innovate. That is the foundation of everything that we do at Flutterwave. That is the driving force, right? We believe in what we call the empathetic leadership style at Flutterwave. We believe in not just growing the company and leaving the employees behind. We want to grow the company and grow the people. We want to grow both at the same time. Critical force at Flutterwave is constantly innovating, looking for new ways to deliver a superior customer experience for our clients. We want to be that company that takes customers so seriously above everything else. And that is just what drives us further away. That's our community spirit, our sense of brotherhood to each other, our sense of our job here is to build an African company from Africa by Africans, global yet local. We call it global, right? And that drives us further away. Great. And I guess you're creating also a community of employees that will then on to you know do their own things and then continue being part of the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Africa. How do you envision the future of Lauderwave? Like uh, do you plan to continue and keep this culture as you grow? And yeah, I imagine that becomes challenging, but tell us a little bit about that. So yes, part of our plan for the future, continuing this culture. Culture, as everybody says, you know, it can hit everything <laughs> for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, if not properly harnessed and built. And we're paying a lot of attention to our culture right now. We understand the value of communicating, over-communicating, in fact. We understand the value of, you know, consistently making sure we deliver what we've said we deliver to both staff and clients. Right, and that's what we're doing at Flutterwave. So we believe, yes, that we need to continue this culture as we grow and scale. And culture can be elastic, right? So it doesn't really necessarily mean that as we grow, the culture can will change. The risk is higher, yes. The work that needs to be done will be more obviously, but it doesn't mean make it impossible. And that's our challenge. That's what we have set our goal to do. We want to continue to build a great culture at Flutterwave as we grow and as we scale. And that for us is the bane of what we do in the company. Now, GB, you have been very successful so far, but I imagine it hasn't come without its challenges. What have been some of your main challenges along the way? One of the biggest challenges that we've had has been scaling. So scaling from country to country, you get to see multiple scenarios that you necessarily have not planned for. And that's basically, but we've been able to surpass that as well, where we're seeing the issues and we're trying to basically work on that as we encounter them and trying to basically create or call playbooks that can help us to scale with those problems, right? One issue that we have, we have right now with the entire world else is COVID. So a lot of our customers are not transacting. Some in the airline sector, travel, 
but travel is coming back little by little. It's getting better, you know. But that does still that the problem is still there. So, I want one thing about being a payment company is you experience first time the customers' problems, right? You know when things are they are like their highs and and the lows, right? We get to be there with them across board, and that's been not really a challenge, I would say, just the realities of our business. And how about the wider fintech ecosystem in the region? How have you seen it evolve? You know, not just Flutterwave, but the rest of the ecosystem. So fintech is evolving rapidly in Africa. It's amazing. It's an interesting time to be an operator in the space at the moment. From investment tech, you see lots of invest bamboo doing amazing stuff. Invest bamboo, rice vest, trove. Those guys are doing amazingly well in the invest invest tech space, part of the fintech space. Then in the you see the likes of wallets, Africa, the likes of Brass, Brass just launched their business banking, business bank for Africans. We've got the likes of RegTech companies like Approve, right? Smile ID. It's really great, right? Because the building blocks are being built by entrepreneurs all across the continent. And that is basically really amazing. So from RegTech to investment tech to health tech, like Ulessing, funded by same, not necessarily fintech, but also a very has a massive potential, right, for Africa tech space as a whole. So it's really amazing time to see all these companies starting up and trying to scale across board. So yeah, it's right now. It's fantastic. That's fascinating. And as the entrepreneurial and the fintech ecosystem grows in in Africa, uh, you know, obviously you are one of those beacons and examples for entrepreneurs. Do you have any advice specifically for founders in Africa? You know, I'm sure you've had some lessons along the way from entrepreneurship and, and our audience will love to hear about some of your reflections. I'll probably say that just understand your path, know why you're on this path and stay true to that path, right? I recall a couple of years ago when the iPhone was released and the iPhone, you, were, you couldn't share to your friend's iPhone, iPhone right? Because Bluetooth, Bluetooth sharing wasn't enabled. It was a world ecosystem. Everybody said, oh, Apple should open it up. It doesn't work, right? Android had an open ecosystem, right? Google right now is winning. Apple is also winning, right? Both approach would work, right? So it's important for people to understand their, their goals, you know, their path, why that path is important, and stay true to that path, right? Not basically say, oh, that's not working, jump to another approach, that's not working. That's, it's critical to have the conviction of what you're trying to do, which you've seen likes of Harpo, very, very focused company on what they're doing regarding security and world ecosystem. Google, the exact reverse of that, open, yet they're both succeeding. Amazon, Amazon does everything. Amazon is a company you can't say you can focus on one thing. There's no focus on Amazon, so that's also to say, right? But they do everything. So then that is fine. And they are staying true to that. So it's working. So the point is onboarding, bundling, whichever one you want to do, they do work. As soon as you've got the conviction of what you're trying to do, stay true to that, stay true to the hand, and yeah. Would you say that? One of your challenges as an entrepreneur is 
saying no, saying no and staying focused on, on your mission. And that's for everybody. You get a lot of, a lot of distractions coming your way. The skill is to understand which one is a distraction, which one is not, right? So it's a challenge for everybody. Everybody is struggling with, okay, which one should I focus my very lean resource on? Which time is also a really lean resource, right? What should I, what should we do best to get the best return on that investment, right? So that is a given, yeah. Excellent. Well, GB, before we go, we always like to ask our guests to tell us a little bit about their hobbies outside of work. So maybe uh, you could share uh, some of those activities that you, you like to do outside of Flutterwave. Well, Flutterwave is right now both my work and my hobby, <laughs> right? But I, I guess I am a Formula One fan. I like Formula One because of the, the um, there are so much lessons to learn from Formula but, but it's, it's basically for fun for me. So Formula One, I like to watch Formula One a lot. Say also soccer, and that's it, yeah. Fantastic. Great. Well, GB, this has been great. Congrats again. And, you know, we look forward to all of your future success and, you know, the continued uh, growth of Flutterwave. Thanks, Mega. Have a good one. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Wharton Fintech Podcast. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a review or letting us know in the comments. If you want more content from our fintech community, please subscribe to our podcast channel and find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and the rest of social media at Wharton Fintech. You will find interviews, articles, videos, and much more analyzing all aspects of the industry. Signing off, I'm your host, Miguel Armasa.